Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and always informative weekly blog. There, you'll read, learn, and make comment about her life as a 21st century wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. This show began as a calling. After four decades of running a small business called FlagandBanner.com, also known as Arkansas Flag and Banner, I felt I had something to share. I wanted to create a platform for not just me, but other business owners and successful people to pay forward their experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, my team and I thought it would be this easy informative one hour a week interview and boy were we wrong as with every new endeavor it's harder than first thought and once again i find myself at the onset of starting and running yet another new business this podcast and doing exactly what this show's about taking risks embracing change and working hard after interviewing over 150 successful people i've noticed some reoccurring traits among many of my guests Belief in a higher power, the heart of a teacher, and creativity. Because business is creative. Whether you know it or not, people, to create a business is, to build a business is creative. Before we start, I'm going to let you know if you miss any part of today's show or want to hear it again or even share it. There's a way, and Sun Gray will tell you how. Listen to all UIYB past and present interviews by going to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy's YouTube channel, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's digital newspaper, flagandbanner.com's website, or subscribe to our podcast wherever you like to listen by searching Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. And if you would like to receive timely email notifications of each week's upcoming guests, go to flagandbanner.com, click Radio Show, and join the email list. Back to you, Carrie. Thank you, Gray. My guest today, Dr. Amy Beard, is not your atypical MD. Sure. She's trained in Western medicine at the University of Arkansas College of Medicine and went to work in the ER after her residency training, but she's a lot more than that. At too young of an age, she became a patient herself, struck with a chronic illness that sent her into a life of despair and hopelessness until a happenstance meeting with a woman changed her life, her health, and her career forever. Today, she is added to her list of credentials by becoming a board-certified dietitian and functional medicine practitioner. Functional medicine is a term we're all going to be hearing more about as chronic illnesses and pharmaceutical costs rise and patients look for alternative treatments. We are lucky to have had Dr. Amy Beard reach out to Up In Your Business She is passionate about spreading her learned medical and firsthand experience with fellow chronic illness sufferers. In addition, she is an innovative entrepreneur. Dr. Beard runs her functional medical practice entirely online, making her knowledge and scientific diagnostic techniques accessible to everyone, no matter where they live. This, people, is the future of medicine. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the problem solver the survivor, compassionate healer, entrepreneur, and healthy lifestyle proponent, Dr. Amy Beard. And we're lucky to have had her husband join her today, 
Paul, say your last name. Book. Book. He's not Mr. Beard. He's Paul Book. <laughs> she, she wouldn't take my name. And he is an organic farmer, so he is a special guest that just happened in today, and we are lucky to have him here, too, so we'll speak with him a little bit. But first, we're going to talk with Amy. It's a fascinating story and a fascinating read for everybody to go read. AmyBeardMD.com. When I read it, you said your classmates called you Nana <laughs> at the uh, medical school you went yeah. to. Why is that? I was the eldest, one of the oldest ones in the class. And you weren't even old. I was 32. But, think, you know, I was in a class. I mean, there was one girl in the class who couldn't even, she wasn't even old enough to drink yet. So In medical school? Yeah, I was going to take everybody out for drinks after our first test, and she wasn't even legal. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> Medical school. I think she graduated high school or something, you know, early. And Must, and is brilliant. Yeah, she was a smart one. Um, tell us about how you decided to become a doctor. Is it oh, a, wow. Is your family, is it a legacy family No, thing? not at all. What do your parents do? Um, they're salt-of-the-earth people. My dad worked um, at a power plant in Phillips County. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and neither one of them had gone to college. So you decided to go to college. What did you graduate with? I was a dietitian first. I I became an art. I was a registered dietitian before I decided to go go down the path to go to medical school and become a physician. Had you already gotten sick? I had gone through a lot. I mean, looking, you know, hindsight is always 2020. Sure. So now looking back on my life as a child, I can see all the chronic issues that I was dealing with were just leading up to more and more problems that had the same root cause. They were just presenting as different things my entire life. But, um, you know, I'd always been interested. I was always very active, very interested in healthy lifestyles. And becoming a dietitian was part of that. And then I realized that I only knew kind of one part of what made us really healthy. And so I thought, you know, going to medical school would help me, of course, learn more about how the body works and how we can keep it healthy and prevent all the chronic issues that were you know plaguing our country at the time and still you know becoming worse it seems like as a dietitian and your interest in being healthy that you wouldn't have had any health problems because as we were saying before we came on the radio food is medicine so well well, at the time you realize that um as a dietitian you're just counting calories well it was a lot of it is was bad information. We were pushing uh, artificial, you know, diet colas on diabetics, telling them to eat margarine instead of butter. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of bad dietary advice. No, oh, all right. That's- so you know, the food pyramid was real big, and I'm like, this this doesn't make much sense. So this is what you said at amybeardmd.com: inflammatory inflammatory diets devoid of nutrients too little or too much physical activity, chronic stress, lack of sleep, high toxin burdens are major contributors to chronic disease. Unfortunately, these things were barely covered and outright neglected during my medical school education and residency training. You went on to say, much of my education and training focused on using pharmaceuticals and procedures to treat symptoms while treating symptoms is necessary and much appreciated by patients. What's more important is treating the underlying root causes that are contributing to those. Yes, that's what we do as functional medicine physicians. 
you also said the conventional medicine approach does a very poor job of uncovering and addressing root causes of disease. As many of you know and have experienced, a typical visit is around 10 to 15 minutes and usually ends with a doctor handing the patient a prescription to treat a symptom, and then new symptoms typically develop as a side effect from the pharmaceutical I see prescription. it over and over again in my own life and those in patients that will come to see me. On your website, you said, I wanted no part of the pill for your ill approach to conventional medicine i love that did you make that up um i think that was probably you did you write all of this that i just read before you went to medical school or after you went to medical school and worked in the er and then began to form formulate all of these oh yeah that was afterwards that you know it was a, a culmination of all my experiences that just and of course the chance meeting with an, a, a functional medicine physician that got me on this path and it, and it saved my life and it's helping me help other pe- people overcome their chronic issues so you, you become a dietitian your right. diet is not fixing you go you go and become a doctor you're mm-hmm. going to get science to back you up right you go to work in the er after your residency training you're working in there and then my health is deteriorating the entire time and i'm a physician and a dietitian and you can't fix yourself. And I can't fix myself. That's right. I'm speaking today with Dr. Amy Beard and her adorable husband, Paul, who is a um, organic farmer. Uh, and Amy is a board certified online MD, functional medicine practitioner, dietitian, and a chronic illness survivor. Let's just call her a patient at one time. And I think you're cured, aren't you? So, you know, we, it's, it's a battle still because of some of the things that have happened to okay. me. Okay, well, we're going to get to that. Uh, why did you quit the ER? Uh, the stress uh, the stress you thought it was what was making you sick it was i mean it's, it's erratic sleep schedules you know shift work you work nights you work days um high stress demands and i wanted to i wanted to help i kept seeing people come in for chronic illnesses on 15 and 20 different pharmaceuticals and you just see them all the time and you're like i i've i've, I've got to go help some people i was helping people in the er but I thought there was, I wanted to empower people to take better care of them. Help so let's talk about your illness and why the hopelessness. You were diagnosed with possible MS and you were treated for many chronic problems, horrible, and you put horrible in all caps and in parentheses on your website. And you say, I mean, horrible <laughs> uh, constipation, IBS, reflux, depression, neuropathy, uh, spastic bladder, Restless leg syndrome, vertigo, and rashes. Paul, were you married to her? No, that time, no. I wouldn't have been either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot right there. Uh, so let's talk about your illness and how did it first begin? Um, looking back, I was a child who was um, hyperactive. I literally was told that I could climb walls. I was had repeated strep infections lots of allergies and then that progressed to as a teenager lots of issues with depression anxiety acne but a lot of people get that but mine was really bad um and then it was uh restless leg syndrome dizziness orthostatic hypotension i was passing out and it just kept getting worse and worse and it, no matter what i did i'd been to all kinds of specialists even you know, as a young child even as a young child did your mother believe it could be diet related no 
She never, they, no nobody ever, ever connected nobody, those dots. No. It was, you know, uh, no one ever mentioned that. Ever. Not that and I've asked mom about it, but no, that, that was never mentioned. You had surgery? I uh, had. How old were you when you had your first surgery? Um, I didn't. Have, my first surgery was the, the abdominal, the, col- the colectomy, the partial colectomy that I was uh, third. Oh, gosh. Were you in medical school? I, I, I was in my residency, uh, my first year of residency, and they did not like the fact that I had to have that done. <laughs> Because they got knocked out of a, of a resident, you know, but um, it had to be done. It, it reached the point where I was just being extremely a, sick. You think being a patient has made you a better doctor? Absolutely. Yes, I can relate. I felt like an experiment for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Paul's nodding. Um, so you've quit the ER. You're at home sick. I'm just trying to paint me this picture. You're at home sick. Well, and, and you have to go back. I was in re- I was in residency when I had my collective. You know, they took all but eighteen inches of my colon because it just basically did not work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd seen all kinds of uh, gastroenterologists, colorectal surgeons, and what have you, and that cured the chronic constipation. But then it was replaced with chronic diarrhea, and uh, then my health really started to ter- to deteriorate. And the se- the symptoms that I had prior to the surgery remained, got worse, and then others started to develop. So it got rid of the constipation, the one symptom, but yeah. everything else remained the same. Because you haven't found the root cause. Exactly. Of it. You're we, just treating the symptoms. Yes. So you've quit the ER and right. you, you, how did you meet the woman that would change your life? I had opened up a concierge practice in the Greenbrier Conway area. And uh, it was just this weird chance meeting. I, I still Well, well I found her when I was started telling Amy about this person. I said, well, she does, since she was a dietitian, I was hearing a lot of... I was Amy, already on this path. But she you just know? didn't know what it was yet. I, I didn't said, know what it was called. I said, you may want to talk to her because it's, she's, it sounds like what you want to do, but there's training for it. And then Amy met her. Huh. And she started speaking to me about things I'd never heard in medical school, a residency. And I was like, what are you talking about? What is this gut microbiome you speak of and alpha lipoic acid and all these things? And she told me about her training in the Institute for Functional Medicine, and she said, you got to go try it, check them out. So I did. I signed up for a conference, attended it, um, did not know what to expect, but was um, astonished at the amount of information that was presented to me that I'd never really heard. I was surrounded by other physicians, and so that made me feel comfortable that this wasn't just a group of quacks and that there was, they literally, you know, they had science-based, evidence-based research backing up what they said and um i was sold and i signed up for all their conferences all was the it ones. online or did you have to go somewhere um, initially you had to attend um physically the locations but then they started opening them up to they would stream the modules so that you could attend from your home so what is functional medicine functional medicine is not a specialty that's what everybody wants to think it's it's just a different approach to um uncovering and treating chronic disease you're looking for root causes and not just treating symptoms you said on your website the root cause of my problems was a very unhappy microbiome Mm -hmm. major dysbiosis thank you and she wrote it she should know uh major dysbiosis and leaky gut which is a term you're hearing all the time these days 
you said, I discovered that I had intolerances to wheat, whey, and eggs, and those Diet Cokes that you just described, you were giving, you were telling people to go from a regular Coke to a Diet Coke, weren't helping either. That as a dietitian, you had oh, yeah. been told that was a solution. Uh, I made sure I got rid of toxic exposures. I discovered I had elevated mercury levels, mm-hmm. and a regular sleep schedule helped too. Yes, tremendously. So, what did your doctors think when you came in and told them that? Did I didn't you, tell it, them anything. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, okay. So something had to happen to make you a believer. Was there a turning point? I, I treated myself. I started applying the functional medicine principles that I was learning to my on myself, and it was working. And what were those? First of all, I did an elimination reintroduction diet and found what out. What does that mean? You, it's a it's something that we do in almost all of our patients if they've never done one because it's first and foremost you have to do that. You have to find out if you have any food intolerances. Um, you remove a lot of the, the most common ones, and then the over, ones I just listed: wheat, whey, eggs, dairy, uh, dairy, corn, soy, corn. Yes, my favorite thing. Oh, I have a lot of people who cannot tolerate corn. This gets real complicated. But it does. It is sometimes it's not just the corn. It's, you know, it's the GMO corn. It, we, you know, there's all kinds of things to consider here. S- sweet, sweet-filled corn is still good for you. Yeah. Sweet what? Sweet corn, you know, you're on the ear that you're eating. That's not the oh, issue. Oh, that's the same. That's okay, because yeah. that's my favorite. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it, that it's the corn. It's the GMO processed corn that's almost in everything. It's a thickener. Like the corn syrup? Oh, yeah. The yep. high fructose corn that's syrup a, and things like that. Yep. That stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows don't eat corn syrup. If it says corn syrup, please don't eat corn syrup. Yeah. So you so I did you, that. You did an elimination diet, right? And so I guess you. How long do you have to do that? Um, it's it's about a sixty day process. Mm-hmm. We do ours kind of differently because we rehab um, people's GI tracts at the same time while we're re- when we start the reintroduction phase to see if you react to certain foods because it takes about three. It can take up to three days to know whether or not you have a problem with a particular. It food. takes me two days to give a reaction to wheat. Yeah. It's always a two-day. I've mine marked is, it a million times. Mine immediately causes restless leg syndrome and uh, some GI pain and headaches and joint pain. Uh-huh. So if, if I'm, if I'm going to call you up and say, okay, help me, Dr. Beard, first thing you're going to do is you're going to FaceTime with them and you're going to talk to them about an elimination diet. The process is quite intensive, um, and, and it's a good way to rule out uh, or – to weed out patients who are not going to be very good candidates for us because we you got to reco- be committed you have to be committed um and you have to be committed to making lifestyle changes because those are going to come so if you're not at that point you're probably not a good fit for us and you've got to be miserable to be willing to do that well come to us before then because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's much easier to help you so are you cured yeah for the most part yes unless i uh <laughs> fall off the wagon. Fall off the wagon. I and sometimes I'm you fall too. off the wagon accidentally. You eat something that you don't realize. Yes, I have done that. Where oh yes, this is uh, wheat free and it's not. I took you know? the communion wafer for a year and couldn't figure out why every Tuesday I was inflamed. And finally, my husband said, "I bet that setting it off is yeah. wheat." And I said, "Oh, it's so awful. It's got to be just a piece of rice paper." It was enough to... It was wheat. Yeah. In every mm -hmm. 48 hours, every, like clockwork. So, yes, you can take it accidentally. 
Absolutely, you can. You can eat cheese dip that has weed in it. You don't think it's going to have it's, weed there's in it? Weed, there's weed in cosmetics, lotions. Cosmetics? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> the stuff's everywhere. Yeah, you could get way down this rabbit hole yes, real could. fast. So how long do you think it takes to start finding out, though, before we go to the break, how long do you think it takes to start finding out what you're allergic to? Uh, two weeks? Yes. I think people notice real quick within about two weeks. All right. Sometimes shorter. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Amy Beard, board-certified MD, functional medicine practitioner, dietitian, and chronic illness survivor. We will find out. She's cured. She told us. We will find out how she makes diagnosis, recommendations, and monitors your wellness all in the comfort of your own home and gets some easily attainable lifestyle tips. Maybe not so easily attainable, but let's do it in bite sizes. Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Housed in a 100-year-old building in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas, we offer an old-school variety shopping experience with free front door parking, friendly experts, and department store variety. Come in and check out our new fall and winter decor. Our seasonal garden banners and door hangers add holiday cheer to any walkway. Can't make it downtown? Don't worry, the internet is always open. You can browse our website 24-7 and live chat during office hours with customer service representatives that are eager to help you. And if online shopping isn't your thing, our customer service experts are available by phone six days a week. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, see flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Amy Beard, board-certified online MD, functional medicine practitioner and dietitian and survivor, and her adorable farmer husband who's a, uh, what is that What is that kind of farming you do? Organic. Organic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. He can yes. talk. So he's an organic farmer, which is just so cool and so hard. Don't let anybody fool you. I can't believe you can grow anything organically. Don't the bugs down here in Arkansas it's just tough. eat it it's up? Tough. I mean, I re- how do you put? I mean, how I, do you put pest? How do you not put pesticides when you live in Arkansas and everything grows in Arkansas? It, it's tough. Even when, bugs. When I, when I first met Amy, I rented out my greenhouses to some people from California, and it was hilarious because they're used to growing in a desert without bugs. The bugs. I know. That's why. That's why we grow stuff in they, deserts. They went. They went back. California. <laughs> that's right. That's why you're. That's exactly right. They my son, up. you'll you'll love this. My son's a horticulture major, mm-hmm. and he went to, to he did his master's degree at New Mexico in the desert. And I said, "Honey, why in the world would you grow stuff in the desert?" He said, "Because you got sun year round, and there's no bugs, and you can bring water in." Yep. And I never thought of it. He's getting his PhD in horticulture in Ohio State. You guys will have to talk when he comes home. Absolutely. Okay. So before the break, everybody, that if you're just tuning in, we talked about Amy's uh, life. Her first degree was as a dietitian, and then she was sick, though, and so she would try to modify her diet to make herself well, and it never worked. So she thought, well, I'll go to medical school. So she goes to medical school. She works in the ER when she comes out, and she ends up losing most of her colon because he still can't get her well, and... Uh, and then her guy she's dating, who's with us today on the show that's now her husband, uh, introduces her to a functional medicine doctor that changes her life and starts her down a healthy path. And she's well. And she's innovative and an entrepreneur because she runs a medical practice online, which is going to be the deal before long. I've been hearing about this for years. 
So, Amy, you run a medical practice online. How did that come about? So we tried to do this in a brick-and-mortar um, area. And, of course, you know, with what we do, um, we don't take insurance. We tried it, and about near bankrupted us. Mm-hmm. And it was such a headache. We were like, I'm not doing that again. That's awful. Um, really? Yes. Why? Uh, because Why? You, because you get paid per patient and we spend a lot of time with our patients because you have to you have to know your patient to help them and you cannot get to know a patient in 10 minutes you said that in your on your online any beard md online that you that you can't solve the patient in 10 or 15 minutes no we're seeing our patients for an hour at a time multiple times but the insurance company will only pay you for a 15 minute doctor's visit well well the the reimbursement that's why doctors see so many patients per hour you know, it's based on volume. And you need a full-time admin person just to handle just those to, claims. Just because they deny them and they kick them back. It's, so you have it's, to have it's a racket. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But it, 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 I think so, yeah. yeah it's broken, so absolutely. It's definitely broken. And so, um, you know, Arkansas is um, not the hottest market for functional medicine. So we decided to take it online to reach more people. Uh, we, util- we utilize a lot of health coaches and that I think is super important. What is a health coach? Um, these are the people that make sure you carry out my plans accordingly, to the T, and that you don't. In the and they are, they're also supporting you. They're motivating you. They're making sure you stay on track, providing accountability, making sure you understand everything, um, and they're really a crucial part of your success. Do they live by the person? They are also um, you know online as well. We do Zoom meetings. So you diagnose people? I don't diagnose. They already come to me with their diagnoses. I'm just Uh looking for the root causes. And so many of them, and a lot of people don't want to hear it, but it's lifestyle driven. But at the same time, a lot of people are happy to hear that as well, that they don't need a pharmaceutical. We just need to tweak some things in their diet, their their sleep habits, their stress, uh, some toxin exposure issues, and then all, all of a sudden they start feeling better. And they start coming off their medications. And so you find these life coaches online with you, and you do conference calls together, and then they're the ones that check up on them? Yeah, so they spend the majority, my patients spend the majority of the time with the health coach. They're really the main point of contact. I'm there for looking over the initial things, getting them set on the right path. Do you have them send their urine samples and feces? And yes, we do stool studies. Stool studies. We, we do th- we do testing that does require urine. And, and so the life coach can't do that. Um, no, I, I have to sign off on those things um, and look over the results and stuff like that, and then base my uh, you know if there's any changes that need to be made with what we're currently doing for them. Um, I'll I'll sit there and talk with the health coach about what needs to be done, and they will relay that information. But my patients can certainly choose to see me face to face as well. Oh, they can. Yes, if they want to come to online. Our, online. It's, we use Zoom, which is a HIPAA compliant meeting room, so oh. it's still visual. It's not a phone call. And but HIPAA compliant means that we're government compliant, and this is we're doing it. The, we're the, protecting the, your the, health information. Yes, it's all about mm-hmm. protecting that. Mm-hmm. functional medicine you're you're a medical detective yes. so you ask when they see results it's depending on what amy's she's looking at their timeline yeah so, because every initial patient goes through what we call a health and medical investigation we are all up in your business 
<laughs> Seriously. We yep. want to know everything from the time that you were born up until now. What has gone on in your life? Because it often provides a lot of clues as to what is going on. What are the mediators of your issues, the triggers, the antecedents, things that are contributing to your problems? So what the antecedents? Things that have gone on prior to uh, your current day situations, you know, were you a cesarean baby? Were you vaginally, did you, did your mom have a vaginal delivery with you? Because that alters your GI microbiome. How does it do that? Because uh, if you go through the vaginal canal, you are exposed to your mother's vaginal flora. If you're a C-section baby, you get skin flora inhabiting your your mouth and then your GI tract. And what does that make? What does that? And that alters yeah, that alters your GI microbiome, and your GI microbiome is a huge part of your immune system. C-section babies, their immune systems may not be as strong sometimes. Oh my gosh! And we're starting to unbelievable. Yeah. And an antecedent for Amy, they would have a functional medicine daughter would have looked at that she grew up in the Delta, and, I was, and exposed to arsenic and mercury from the herbicides and pesticides and the agricultural. Is that how come you got it? It's not because you eat a bunch of sushi. <laughs> I, I, I actually I was consuming a lot of tuna fish, right? Because mm-hmm. it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I also had silver fillings in my mouth. Get the white fillings. The porcelain. They're prettier anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm still stumped over the va- the vaginal delivery and the C-section. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just in shock. Give me some more like that. I, I love, mean, it's, I love that, that cool, detective right? work. Yeah, yes, it's very, very but cool. But those are, and that's, you know, we're looking at stressful events that I might have, because yeah. often those are triggers. Death, divorce. And don't young people who have, one in three girls is sexually molested. Yes, we and have a lot of that. A lot of that. We ask and about traumas. Traumas. And that does cause eating disorders yes i, I have one. heard i, I had one not that i was abused or anything like that but that was a part of i i think my altered microbiome because i'd been on tons of antibiotics for strep throat and other things for acne um i was still eating wheat and whey and eggs and had no idea that had something to do with me developing an eating disorder what else would there be so we, your birth canal your <laughs> trauma your um, your toxin exposures your, like you said your fill fill mercury fill those. toxin exposures yes, those are it. everywhere i mean i hear it's in your carpet i hear it's in your yeah mm-hmm. babies are now born with i think they said 200 an average of 230 different types of chemicals in the in the umbilical cord what but our bodies are really good at yeah, detoxing. We, so we, we're, we're, we're our resilient. bodies have detoxification systems you, they're just getting overwhelmed do you drink that detox tea I do other ways. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways that you can help your body with this detoxification system. Um, you got to put good things in and get good things out. But diet, stress, all of those things impact the way that you detox. So I love the detox tea. I think it really helps. Yeah, if it's supporting your liver function and detox pathway. Well, that's the first point of detoxification is your the lining of your GI tract. Felt better. Uh, so your web address, I keep saying, is Amy Beard, MD. But that's not really how you get to you if you if they want you as a if, if they want you as a usually a doctor. How would they come how would they contact that is the first that, step. that is the first step. Amy, Amy Beard MD. and then you can click on become a patient and then that triggers us to send you the the health investigation forms. It's typically a couple hours to fill those out. Because we are, are asking a lot of questions. And then you meet with our health cons, our health coaches to they they're even gathering more information. We really want to know everything about you because it's important. And a lot of times people don't think it's important, but we do. I love 
getting to talk about myself. I may just go down there and spend four hours. I will out analyze the, the heck out of you. Yeah. So I'm just going to go fill that form out, never send it to you, just because I want to just think about all of that real good. You are the you are one of only four MD dietitian certified functional medicine practitioners in the country. That was a, as of couple of years ago it may so be five now maybe maybe five that's a big deal and we're a small state with a small town to have you here is kind of a big deal well maybe we're, we're both arkansans <laughs> that's why we want to stay here um medical colleges are talking more and more about this problem of solving rural america's lack of access to medical care is that how you got the idea to do all of this online well you know we handle uh, we're not handling acute issues. We're handling chronic issues. And so a lot of this can be handled via the computer with a Zoom meeting. We're going to talk about a lot of lifestyle interventions. Mm -hmm. And you don't really need to see me face to face for that. You say online, your one-on-one -on -one allows you to achieve individualized, patient-centered, science-based approach that empowers patients to address the underlying causes of disease related to the patient's genetic, biochemical, and lifestyle factors. And I think we should add to that trauma. Yeah, it's a big deal. So I think you've already answered this question, how it's different from an office visit. It's a lot of self-reflection and a lot of time spent. Do you sometimes just wanna go Come on, guys, you know what this is. Snap out of it. I mean, if I saw people over and over and over and over with the same. But it never is the same. Diet's you, underlying, but it's many things. I mean, I think she's thinking that it's, it's all just Diet Cokes and quit this and you'll get better. But it's. It's, it's much more complicated than that. Uh, there's lots of things to consider because the same symptom can have different causes in different people. And it just meant, or you could have somebody that's exposed to the same thing, but it's, it presents itself differently in different people. This person may develop depression because of a food intolerance. This person may develop chronic arthritis. And so it's just that we're all very different, but they have, it's the same root cause. So know? if you have an immune problem that comes from, a c-section how do you fix that that's well i mean that that's just usually that's one of many things it's i like to tell people uh, look at your life as a cup okay and it's over the course of your life it's steadily filling up with uh, all types of what we call insults like you uh, you took antibiotics you were a c-section baby you were started on this medication you went through a divorce you were exposed to this while while you were overseas or something or you developed uh, some type of uh, you know you went to mexico and you got some type of really bad virus and, uh, and it's just your, your your cup fills and fills and fills and then one day it just overfills and that's when you start really seeing people who start developing all kinds of symptoms like their body was doing really, really well. You they know, thought. The, the, they thought the body's really good at adapting and trying to keep it all together. And then one day the wheels just fall off. And it's usually a triggering event. Usually it's a stressful event that does it, but not always. Sometimes it can be a medication. Sometimes it can just be, all right, I have dealt with this food intolerance long enough and boom, I'm going to start developing some autoimmune problems. And, and sometimes it's so hidden. One time it was wheat in a retainer was yes. the trigger. Could not, could not uh, what, did you, what did you say? Wheat? wheat 
was in the this, uh, uh, this teenage boy's retainer, and he was a celiac patient, and they just couldn't figure out why he was reacting because he had completely eliminated wheat from his diet. It was in his retainer. Another one was latex gloves. She, the, the lady was a nurse and developed an allergy to latex gloves through repeated use, which happens. Mm-hmm. She had a penchant for tomatoes, and she was eating them year-round. The GMO tomatoes have the lectin gene of latex inserted into them in order to make them more shelf-stable. You know those waxy tomatoes from Mexico? That's latex. That's the latex gene that they've inserted. And so, Do you eat those? No. No. Only, <laughs> we grow only, our own tomatoes. You know, it, 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 that's when they talk about foods and, and are you allergic to them. A lot of it's, are they vine-ripened? Are they local? Are they GMO? But this, this person could not figure out, we could not figure out what was going on. But it was, she was eating tomatoes year-round, and that was the latex exposure. She had no idea the latex was in those tomatoes. A lot of cross-reactivity to consider. Seasonal as well. So it really is a medical detective. It's, it's not, it's lifestyle is exacerbating everything. You still got to correct it, and that's where the health coaches come. Our health coaches are very different than, health coach is a broad term. It, it can be mm-hmm. really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. We Ours are fantastic. Are excellent. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, they're constantly being mentored by me, and they've also... I've had a lot of training, and they're very empathic and uh, very gifted, I would say. I think you need to go to your website and put medical detective on there. You've used that word a lot, and I think that's exactly what Sometimes I just want to go to my patients' homes and, like, take her look around and see what's Clean going out their on. Cabinets. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is, this is our last break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Amy Beard, board-certified MD, functional medicine practitioner, dietitian, and her husband, Paul, an organic farmer right here in Arkansas. We'll be right back. Friends of Dreamland are proud to sponsor Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Dreamland Ballroom, located on the third floor of the flagandbanner.com building in the historic Taborian Hall, is a nonprofit dedicated to bringing back the music, the history, and the party of the Dreamland Ballroom. Our annual fundraiser, Dancing Into Dreamland, will be a tournament of past champions to celebrate the 10th year. Mark Friday, November 15th at 7 p.m. on your calendar. The night will include a dance competition where audience members text their votes for their favorite acts, a silent auction, free hors d'oeuvres, cash bar, and your opportunity to experience the magic and imagine the music of the legends that played on the Dreamland stage, like Ella Fitzgerald, Ray Charles, Louis Armstrong, and many more. Tickets available at dreamlandballroom.org for the 10th annual Dancing into Dreamland. Be a part of the history of Dreamland. I'm always impressed with Tom when he says... Glissavik. Um, you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Dr. Amy Beard, board certified online MD of functional medicine. And I like to call her, we've decided to rename what she does as a medical detective. Uh, she's also a dietitian and she was a once a, her, once a patient. Yeah. It is now well. And her husband, Paul, who's an organic farmer. And what's, where, where are you, Paul? Where's your farm? What county? Um, we're in Saline County. Where's that? Which, uh, Due west. Okay. Uh, in Perrin. Perrin in Salem. The, the, the metropolis of Perrin. What do you grow down there? Right now, it's just we're just we're cattle farming. Um, when we talk about what I used to do, I was farming full time when I met Amy. In Eureka Springs. Yep, I had a 500 acre farm up there with cow calf, goat, and I had greenhouses. But I wanted to help her fulfill her dream. I'm a, I have a strong business background. I was an engineer, and worked the corporate life for 20 years. Um, 
and then I saw what she wanted. I said, I can help you with this. So I was, I'm the business side to help her achieve. She did, being a doctor is already so complicated. So we, we, as a team, we do the business. What a good mate you found. Oh, I know. I hit the Y'all jackpot. are perfect for each other. So uh, you left Eureka Springs to come be with Amy. You must love her. Oh, I do. <laughs> for everybody who doesn't know about it, Eureka Springs is like a little paradise up there. So let's talk about leaky gut. It's yes. a term that we keep hearing about all the time that leads to so many problems. What is that? It's uh, another word for uh, gut permeability. So the lining, the the cells that line, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> well, the, you know, the, the the cells that line your um, GI tract will start to kind of loosen uh, and not be so uh, tightly joined together. And food proteins and toxins will start leaking across. So say that again. Well, at the lining of your GI tract, there's cells, okay, that 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 uh, that line it and are joined together very tightly. And those uh, junctures can start to become a little loose so that uh, food proteins and toxins and other things can start leaking across your GI tract. And uh, then they encounter all these immune cells that lie along your GI tract and it sets off systemic inflammation. And that's how it gets out into the bloodstream? Yeah, it goes all over your body. And that's why you end up with inflammation? And that's why, yes, and, and it, inflammation presents itself as many, many different things. It can be arthritis. It can be headaches. It can be depression and anxiety. It can be eczema. It can be psoriasis. It can be autoimmune diseases such as MS and lupus and Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. It's a Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's oh. a thyroid. It's an autoimmune thyroid condition that a lot you, of people have. Some people thought you had MS. Yes, they did because all my symptoms fit that. But it was just inflammation. It was a, a, a leaky gut with uh, you know some major dysbiosis or an imbalance of my gi microbiome all those bacteria that inhabit our GI so do tracks. you eat meat yes it's really uh, well sourced and i don't eat a lot of it but we raise our own beef eat a lot of fish can't eat eggs unfortunately love them but they do not love me it's one of my food intolerances and he knows all about that one. <laughs> she, she was her own worst enemy. And this is a problem we have a lot of the patients is compliance. She does not like to cook. And I think I've helped her a lot there because I'm cook. i going to cook every night. I'm not going to eat processed food. So He does a fantastic job, too. Cooks very healthy. Always has since the time I met him. We got along great about, with that. Yeah, it's the way I learned from my mom. And it's yeah. the way I always ate. Uh, I just, not to get you in trouble, but the vegan patients are some of the hardest patients to help. Why? For a lot of different reasons. Um, vegan patients often make bad food choices because they're just trying trying to stay away from Oh, animal. so they just eat a bunch of cheese. Yeah, so you eat a bunch of processed stuff. That's very true. You know, and that's what I find a lot. And uh, they, they, they're some of my sickest patients. <laughs> But they're probably doing it wrong. It's if you're a vegan, it's it's you've got to really watch it and make sure that you're doing it correctly to meet your nutrient demands. Mm -hmm. I've cooked in a vegan restaurant, and the, the people that I would cook, you know, I, they eat volumes because <laughs> mm -hmm. it takes a lot to get the nutrients you need. And they're probably craving. They probably got some kind of body cravings because they're not getting the protein they need, so they continue to eat more and more and more because, like you said, it takes volumes to get yeah. the nutrients you need. I, mean, I do better on with meat. So there's a diet. There's a book called OMD Diet by Susie Amos, and what's where you just give up one where where all you do. She's a vegan, but she's just trying to get the world to do one meal a day with no meat. 
Just that, one that's meal easy. a day. That's easy. We do that all the time. We do a lot of meatless meals. We do a lot we're of not, tofu. Yeah, we're not anti. It's just balance with everything. So for people out there that think they've got to have a meat for every one, you don't have to be meat with every meal or give it all the way up. No. There's just a balance in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was interesting when I was listening to her talk about her book. And this, since you're an engineer and you're a doctor, you may like this and you can fact check me on this. If you miss, if you eliminate one meat meal from a day, you save 200,000 gallons of water and the carbon equivalent of driving from New York to L.A. Because that one piece of meat to raise that animal or whatever the life was. So you're a cattle farmer. That's such a narrow, ignorant view. I'm sorry. The, She's the, a vegan. Right. So. Oh, it, Paul it, will have a lot to say about this. It depends on how well, you. Paul, we don't have that. <laughs> I know. I can, make an arc, I can make an alternate argument that running your animals properly will increase water savings because one percent of organic matter in the soil Uh can hold over two hundred thousand gallons of water per acre see it's like it's the difference between uh you know industrial farming industrial farming exactly that's it right there industrial farming is horrible they want to throw the baby out with the bath water we're saying no there's a balance between the two that's right so limiting the amount we eat of me could reduce the amount of industrial farming we do to meet the demand and, of, and buy from good farmers we deal uh, with mm-hmm. rabbit ridge they're a wonderful uh, organic farm in, in arkansas and they are improving they're doing their land. it right they're the doing right it way. right and there's lots of um we the lewis's the lewis's in greenbrier and greenbrier yes. do a great job so before we get before we end sleep patterns you said that that was important do you need to stick to a specific sleep I pattern was, your your body likes a schedule it wants a schedule yes so try to do that and s- sleep is everything without you, sleep your body's not going to work right so the bullet points we've talked about sleep patterns diet we spend a lot of time on diet leaky gut exercise you can exercise too much yes you can uh, meditation. We talked before we came on about meditation and prayer. Uh, some people don't like that word downtime. Some people don't like the word prayer. Some people like the word meditation. We talked about leaky guts and we talked mm-hmm. about toxins. Mm-hmm. They could be in your fillings. They could be they in could, your they're air. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They're at, yeah. is, is there a way to find them, to look for them? Yes. There, there, there's websites that you can go to that can help you uh, use more natural products as far as cosmetics, cleaning agents, and things like that. Um, and that's part, we just do that as a part of educating our patients on where they might be going wrong and how they can just eliminate as many cleaning those, agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting uh, rid of the chemicals in your home. And you'd of, be surprised. A lot of it's job related. Yeah. You know, mechanics. Mechanics. They have, they're, welders. They're, they they right, suffer. Yeah. And We're having can, to leave. Oh, no. He's right. about to, he's about, I know, I've got the 30-second buzz. Boy, I've enjoyed talking to you. I could spend another 30 minutes oh, talking to you. Thank you very much, Amy Beard Thank and Thank you Hudson so Paul. much. Thank, Thank you. you so Thanks much. Go to ArkansasFlagandBanner.com to get a link to Amy Beard's website so you can learn more. Thanks for being with us.